Okay. Oh, by the way, I want to thank Romy for this. Uh, by the way, I'm very pleased with that, so thank you. Because I didn't know whether to go formal or not, and so this decided it. Um, anyway. <laughs> okay. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. With righteousness, he will judge the needy. With justice, he will give decisions to the poor of the earth. These words were spoken by the prophet Isaiah as he spoke of Jesus hundreds of years before he was born. Isaiah's joy and hope at these words are clear. However, it is the theme of the last verse that I want to focus on today. With righteousness, he will judge the needy. With justice, he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. Ideas Isaiah also expressed as he had, Jesus, uh, had the Saviour say, The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom from, for the captives and release for, from darkness for the prisoners. Jesus had a special concern for the poor and those in need, and therefore so should we. We have already heard Claire talk of the work she and Jack have done for those in need out in Africa. However, I wish to inspire us with work that was done much nearer to home a century ago. These pictures, taken some time before 1912, were taken of an area of Fordington uh, in Dorchester known as Mill Street. The area consisted of tightly packed houses either side of the highly polluted mill stream, with rooms being individually let to people uh, to up to 12 people. Most of the housing was built below the level of the river, which meant that the filthy water would seep through the flagstone floors. Therefore, it is unsurprising that disease was rife with repeated outbreaks of cholera and typhoid fever, especially when we consider that water from the river was used to wash laundry and cooking equipment and that up to 13 houses would be served by a single toilet. <clears throat> Therefore, the area which housed over 1,100 people became a place of lawlessness, with police rarely patrolling it and never alone. It was shunned or avoided by the rest of Fordington. However, into this hopeless situation, a scheme was started which began a great change to the area. This was the Mill Street Mission, which in 1905 began providing a soup kitchen and free food and clothing. Crucially, it ran a bathhouse with hot water and laundry facilities. The image here, um, which incidentally was taken near David and Louise's old house, is of the mission's original building, which consisted of a pair of cottages. These were re later replaced in 1929 by a larger brick building and a corrugated iron hut. The driving force behind the mission was this man, shown here with his family, 
Alfred Edwards. The son of a wealthy family of accountants, Alfred was only 19 years old when he began to make efforts to help the poor in Mill Street. It was due greatly to his vision that from the start, the mission was founded on the idea of being interdenominational. That is, that all the churches were to take part in the project. According to an article written in the late 1920s, it was largely due to the work of the preachers of the Welsh revival that the mission came about. So many found a fresh vision of Jesus and became so committed to him, to following him, that it was deemed necessary to provide spaces for meeting, prayer and Bible study. The mission provided many schemes, societies and activities that improved people's quality of life and health. It helped them to make their own lives better and to be more included within society. For example, at the Unemployed Club, uh, they learned handicrafts such as mending shoes. However, as anyone who has spent any time unemployed will realise, maintaining hope and self-worth are astoundingly difficult, so they also took part in keep fits, football matches and carol parties. There was a a men's club which provided an alternative to the pubs as so many drank their family's money away. There were sewing and cooking groups for the girls, boys scouting, youth fellowship, mothers meeting, Bible reading and prayer services. Uh, Hopefully in a minute there will be a picture of a laundry which is so crucial to improving hygiene within uh, within the area. There were summer outings to the beaches of Weymouth and Swanage, followed by picnics in the church hall provided by the mission ladies. Aha, good. In in this photograph, we can see the children all lined up with metal buckets and spades on Dorchester West Railway Station. Oh, yeah, that's the outing to to Swanage. And, of course, there were Christmas parties. There is even Father Christmas present in this one on the right. And... We have another Christmas party. The local historian, David J. Forrester, summarises the impressions he gained from his interviews and wider research on Edwards and the mission, as he states, with his softly, softly approach, this gradually proved to be a huge success. People began to see the light and many felt a great weight lifted from their shoulders. As for the children, they suddenly had a focus and a base where they felt safe as never before. As a final point, it was out of the Mill Street mission that a a company was formed in 1931 that began to fix the very heart of the problem. This company was called the Mill Street Housing Association, led again by Alfred, as well as Florence Hardy, Thomas Hardy's widow. Systematically, new housing was built or old housing was reconstructed to be fit for people to live, uh, to live in. I only became aware of the history of Mill Street and the wonderful work done by the churches in Dorchester a couple of months ago. I was blown away to realise how the local church can literally transform the lives of the poor in their own area, that it can do much more than merely act as a sticking plaster for the gaps in the welfare state. Moreover, it is clear... 
that the greatest hits can be achieved when churches cooperate together. However, it struck me to realise that the enthusiasm resulting from the Welsh revivalist preachers meant that there were enough boots on the ground committed to making things happen. The revival is characterised by ordinary people finding forgiveness through the cross and coming into a personal relationship, a friendship with Jesus Christ. The Mill Street Mission put this commitment into action. They made Jesus' commitment to the poor their commitment. And as we have seen, they had some amazing Christmas parties in the process with even Father Christmas joining in the fun. Now, at Dorchester Community Church, we are the torchbearers of Jesus who are able to walk in the footsteps of Alfred Edwards and the Mill Street Mission. Through our services, life groups, children's groups and sheer love for one another, we can continue the fellowship they knew. Through ministries such as food, share and safe families, we can serve those in need in our community. Thank you and may we all know peace this Christmas.